Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to Cracker Classics. Weekly podcast in which uh, these two white guys here that are babbling at you right me, now. Me, Joshua. Yeah, you, him, and me. I mean, hi. We take a classic movie and watch it, and uh, <laughs> not always. No, no. It sometimes, sometimes we're all good. We must use our better judgment. Uh, sometimes it's despite our better judgment that we enjoy things, but. Uh... <laughs> We use it, we just don't always listen to it. Right. But that's how we learn, of all. We're human. It's what humans do. And that's going to show up in this movie, oh. I think. Yes. We're watching The Razor's Edge. Somerset Mom. Classic. One right. of my favorite books, but I've never seen the movie. I tried to read the book, and I didn't get too far. Aw. Uh, I think it's more just his writing style that I just didn't care for and so it didn't get me into the story i can understand that but the gist of it is guy comes back from world war one and basically has an existential crisis as to like what do i do with life yes i've seen basically the end of life (laughs) how do i continue going on with life i saw trench warfare firsthand and you want me to do what yeah (laughs) it's legit yes very much so. What he does, I don't recall or understand. I want to say it was just nothing. Uh, essentially, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll get into it as we watch the movie, but um, mm-hmm. he pretty much decides he doesn't need to follow the traditional path of go to college, get a job, make lots of money, be in society, all that fun stuff. And the love of his life is still all about all that shit, so of course she dumps him and ends up marrying someone else. Oh. Yeah. Was Anne Baxter the love of his life? I don't know on this one. Okay. I like I said, I have no idea on the movie. I love the book. And yeah, it gives me one of my favorite lines in the history of anything. We'll see if it's in the movie, but Okay. I'll I'll let you know if it is, don't worry. Alright. Yeah. I don't, I don't Regardless wanna, I wanna yeah. know this line. Yeah, it it will be given, but um, yeah, uh, I I don't want to. I, mean, I don't know what it would spoil, but uh, <laughs> you have to build the tension exactly. Keep the fans listening until you give the line. We use the plural there. Keep being ambitious. <laughs> Optimism. We must remain optimistic. <laughs> Just like in coming home from war, I suppose. I don't know. When was the last time you went to war? I was just going to say, (laughs) having not come home from war, I don't know the difficulties of optimism. Truth. Something tells me they're rather difficult, though. Um, I cannot imagine. Literally cannot imagine. Mm -hmm. At least, no, historically speaking, after World War I, everyone kind of was not optimistic. (laughs) They were not okay. And I don't blame them. Yeah. I, too, would be not okay after that. Because how can you be? Just seeing pretty much the end of everything damn close to it. Actual hell. And then time just kept going forward. Yeah. All right, what now? (laughs) At least I'm not getting shot at constantly. Um, No machine guns at home yet. Uh, There were paintbrushes and... (laughs) <laughs> ways to make art that's where the data movement came from was the what the fuck 
How do we deal with this? The aftermath of existential horror. Mm -hmm. So I hope there's some of that in here. Of how do we cope? How yeah, it feels like life has ended, but it has not. We're still here. Oh God! Every goddamn day. Um, (laughs) We have our personal wars too. Truth. (laughs) Maybe that gets brought up too. It should. Is that brought up in the book at all? Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to how they do this. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. From the 1940s, I think it said 46 this was made. Yeah. So Right after World War II. Should be interesting. Yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. But Hollywood kind of tried right after World War II. There was at least a few movies trying to deal with that human experience everyone just went through. Yeah. It was mainly to sell tickets, but they tried. And what else are you going to do? Nothing else but to make a profit. Yeah. Still don't understand that mindset. but No, but that's history. It's what it was. Yep. I wasn't there, so I don't know. All I can do is watch the relics and point out what you did wrong years later. Smug satisfaction. <laughs> that's exactly right. Welcome to the point of this podcast. Yay! Ah, <laughs> uh, well, shall we get to it? Yes, I'm. I'm intrigued here. Let's go ahead. All right, we'll be back for our uh, intermission impressions and dread. Yep. Yeah. Epic swelling music, like the Fountainhead. What better? This is definitely better this than the Fountainhead. I mean, it's a, a low bar. A low, low bar. It's very much a low bar, <laughs> yes. There's similarities here, though. With, uh, with definitely, the and, yes. Um, we are somewhat approaching it a little better here than in the Fountainhead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Here we're not making God out of man. No. Here we are, man trying to understand the nature of God. We are recognizing the God within man. Yes. And realizing that there's more to it than just, I am God. Yep. Because we're not going down that path. No. There's, once we go back to the Western world, there'll be a little bit of that because there was already. We shall see. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's insisted upon in the Western world. I'm the millionaire, so I'm God on Earth. Sort I'm of. from proper society, and I'm your uncle, and that means that I'm God on Earth. Uh, things definitely get interesting in that department, yes. I could imagine. So far, it's been interesting of trying to see it from our main character larry larry thank you yep from larry's point of view of i've had an interesting life and i don't things don't make sense to me i don't understand this and oh and i didn't write it down but he had a good line about um i want to succeed in life but i don't see the successes that society deems important as important to me yes so it's not like he's being a loafer he doesn't want to do nothing yes that was the vibe I had going in here, but no, that's just what we've thrown on him. Oh, you're a loafer. You don't want to do anything. Yeah. You don't. Because he's not following the traditional paths of work, make money, have babies. And die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See why I like this guy so much? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, he does want to work. He just doesn't want to work bullshit, basically. Yeah. That conversation with Isabel. Doesn't want to sell bonds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Isabel really shows her privilege of, I can't live on 3,000 a year. I can't do, I can't live my life the way that you want to live your life. Yep. I'm too used to privileges. At least she's honest about it, though. She was. Yeah. Didn't make me like her, though. (laughs) I did Gave me respect for her. She was true to herself. That's true. She knew what she wanted, and she wasn't willing to settle. I'm all about that. Is that really what she wanted, or is it just what she has been conditioned to want because of how she's the world she's lived in? No, she's got too much of her uncle in her. Well, that's someone I don't like. He's written a lot more sympathetically in the book. You like uh-huh. it, you like him better. You know, I get why he is he's kind of an arrogant prick in this. Yeah, I get why he's there. He's sort of that pillar of society, society. <laughs> and almost <laughs> the traditionalist old view, westernly speaking. Yeah, he talks about you know formalities and how things are supposed to be and the, the tradition of things. They served him well. Well, he... So why won't it serve all of these shell-shocked veterans coming back from a war that I told them to go off and fight, but I didn't fight my yeah. myself. I just gave money for it and then made a lot of money from it while y'all were out there dying. Yeah. What's the problem here, children? He's a game player, and mm-hmm. he plays the game very, very well. Maybe it's just the game itself I don't like. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, That's my main problem huge here. huge part of it. But he's also kind of an arrogant jerk in this um like i said i think he's written better in the book like he's more sympathetic um that could still come in the second half here uh, maybe okay we'll see how they play that out (laughs) (laughs) yeah meanwhile i'm um i don't fully understand what all's been going on in the western world while he was trekking up mountains, and we keep going back to like Ann Baxter and her life, and yeah, is that leading towards something? Yes. Okay, because we've seen tragedy in in the uh, proper society now. Oh yeah, which happens. It's life. No matter how privileged you are, there's still tragedy. Which, that's not happening as I recall it, but I don't recall it particularly well, so it might be mm-hmm. accurate to the book, but, yeah. It just seemed out of left field a little bit, and now we're going gonna... It kind of has to be, because they're, I mean, I'm honestly impressed that they were able to boil this down to two and a half hours. Uh-huh. There's a lot. <laughs> the book happens over, like, 50 years, mm. so. Okay. Yeah. I could see there being a lot. 40 and... years, something like that. 40, 50 years. There, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. And they are kind of... They're, they're doing a surprisingly good job of getting through it and hitting all the high points without making it just seem like that's all they're doing. Uh-huh. They're doing a much better job adapting this than they did the Fountainhead. I tell you <laughs> what. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, Fountainhead, it felt like we were just trying to push an ideology. Yes. Whereas here, there's ideal aspects of ideology involved in the story, but they're organically a part of the story versus 
nope, this is the way it is, bam. Yeah, deal yeah. with it. Here it is. Yeah. Whereas here there's more there's more room for looseness. Yes. And you can interpret it how you want and walk away with it. There's more story. Yeah. <laughs> there's more story. <laughs> Meaningful story. Human story. Mm-hmm. And a very real thing. I mean, whatever your interpretation of God is, or lack thereof, there's still always that question of your relationship to God and the world, whatever that means for you. Yeah. And we're very much tackling that here. Yeah. In a surprisingly decent way for the 40s. Yeah. I'm thoroughly impressed so far. Yeah. I mean, it's all white people, and they oh, yeah. all look the same, and they're... <laughs> it's all white people from a certain echelon of society mm-hmm. rubbing up against the... Occasionally rubbing up against the lower peoples, right. but... Which, like I said, that's fleshed out a bit more in the book, but it's still all from the perspective of well-to-do white people, so... Yeah. Those who can afford to just go to India and climb a mountain. Yep. You can afford to bum around for a while. Yeah. You know, most of us can't do that these days. And I think if some of us could, things, our lives would be a bit different. Well, We'd have a little better perspective. Uh, yeah. We've had the time to work through some of these <laughs> questions and profound what the fuckness is that's going on in our own minds. I was lucky enough to do that once. I've dabbled, but then I'd have to go back to work. Yeah, yeah. It's the entrenched Western society that <laughs> I find myself in. I racked up a huge credit card debt and then defaulted on it, so... Uh... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. Let's we'll do that. Totally worth it. <laughs> Banking system's going to collapse soon anyways. So exactly! We'll just, yeah. It's hard to predict when it will happen. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here, I can't even get a credit card anymore. I have no credit score, so... Uh, Credit is stupid. (laughs) And nobody's been able to convince me otherwise. Anyway, we're getting a little far afield here. None of this is brought up at all in this movie because everyone just has disposable income. They don't Uh, worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) But now Larry's come down off the mountain. He's at least been exposed to some of the nature of God. So we'll see what happens within him. He's being sent back home, basically. Yes. Which is the thing to do. You don't don't hang out there unless you want to guard the the Circle of Iron book. (laughs) Which is a fool's choice, we learned. Yes. Um, So now we'll see what happens as he butts heads with proper society. Well, this is where the fun begins. I think so, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know if I have an idea of how this is going to play out. I do. Of course, you read the book. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Yes. Me, I'm, I'm not really sure. You, you, you got no predictions? My only thought is that Larry ends up with Ann Baxter, and I don't really understand why I have that feeling. <laughs> but... Oh. I mean, she's... Obviously despondent right now. She's lost her husband and her baby. And, you know, where does she go from here? It's sort of almost parallels him coming back from the war. Because where did he go from there? You know, I mean, the situations are not the same, of course. But 
there's still been major life change, and what happens now? Is well, he going to have an influence <laughs> on her in a way that they just end up living happily ever after? That would kind of be a lackluster story ending, but it's Hollywood, I don't know. What do you think's going to happen with Isabel and Grey? Um, I have no idea on that front. Um, I assume the well-meaning millionaire will uh, turn out to not be so well-meaning in the end when his money gets called into question. No, we'll see. Okay. I like Gray, I'll tell you that much. So far he's okay, but he's still a millionaire. And what happens <laughs> when he has to choose between my money and my everything else? It's the money. They always go for the money. Well, it's like Larry said early on. Like, his his passion for learning is like Gray's passion for making a lot of money. It's very genuine and earnest. Mm-hmm. That's about as much as I'm going to say on this subject. Okay, I could ask more questions there, but we'll leave it. And <laughs> suppose we should go finish and see what passions are left at the end of this. <laughs> oh, this is the fun part. Okay. I'm excited to... Yeah. All right. We'll be back with our curtain call, folks. And passion. (laughs) Or lack thereof. We'll see. Well. Better than the Fountainhead? Oh, yes. (laughs) This is, I think, what the Fountainhead was trying to do. (laughs) Kind of, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's there's things, though, here. Um, God, I hate Isabel. Ooh, oh, she's a piece God. of work. She's a real piece of work, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love you, but I can't live life the way you want to live life. Oh, look, I lived life the way you wanted to live life without you. Oh, you're marrying someone else? I will destroy her. Yep. Where are you going? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I fully understand her or not. Um... Yes, there's always the one that got away. I think pretty much all of us have a person like that. But let it go. (laughs) Be glad that he was still around years later. Yep. Many of us don't have that privilege. Yeah. And you just got a deal. (laughs) It's not like she suffered for... Not being with him. Uh, I she kind of did. It's her own doing. Yeah. I mean, she got everything she thought she wanted and not the thing she actually did. That's true. She had the material wealth and the societal whatever. And the kids and, and yeah. the doting husband. Yeah, and let's be honest. Her husband is a pretty decent guy. Yeah, Gray's great. Yeah. Love Gray. So, get over it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Life doesn't always turn out the way you you thought. And that's not necessarily bad. Yeah. That's a and quote just, from something. I can't think of it right now. Because you were afraid to take a chance with the one thing you really did want. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't an obvious path to the things you thought you wanted. there was too much of your Uncle Elliot inside of you to... That's a big part of it, is, you know. Yeah. It was almost like, I want to make sure I have what he has when he dies. 
Yeah. So it was sort of that vibe when they show up at the end and Elliot's on his deathbed and they go to the Riviera with, like, how many suitcases did they bring in? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, you're already moving in, aren't you? <laughs> that wasn't the intention of that, but it gave off that vibe <laughs> just a little bit. That might have been the intention. This movie was pretty well made, so. Yeah. Um,. It did, it did truncate a few things, and it did not have my favorite line, though it kind of alluded to it. Mm. Um, when uh, Mom was talking about the self-sacrifice Larry was going through, mm-hmm. that's the part in the book that has the line I love. And uh, they were talking about um, Jesus's trials in the desert, and you have the power, you can turn the stones to bread. And mm. Jesus resisted that temptation. He said, oh, if you throw yourself from the tower, you know, the angels will catch you and then you can be like super famous or whatever. And Jesus resisted that temptation. And then the devil offered him one more deal. If you offer yourself up and suffer unbearably and die upon the cross, I will save every person in this world. Mm. And that Jesus succumbed to. Mm-hmm. Mm. But to what end? Well, it's kind of it. Uh-huh. He fell for Satan's bullshit. Yeah. Son of God, huh? It, it's the self-sacrifice yeah. thing. Like, okay. he martyred himself because he thought that that would save every other person on Earth. Mm-hmm. Which he can't actually do. Yeah, that's it's a foolhardy it's thing. Yeah, Everybody on Earth's responsibility to save themselves. Right. Now, you can offer assistance in that, but, like... Giving yourself up for death is not going to actually save them. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. And I don't really know how much self-sacrifice Larry really did. It, I mean, it goes into it better in the book. He okay. is, like, by her side constantly, and he is the thing that's keeping her sober and her focal point in life. Basically, she's living for him and not for herself. New Sophie? Yeah, Sophie's Sophie. saving yeah. grace. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of there in the movie. Especially when she go, he goes to the yeah, yeah. den. And... It, like, it, when you've read the book, like you can see it, how they did it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it's, it's definitely there, but it's something that if you don't know the background, it's easy to miss. Gotcha. Yeah, that's not made too apparent. Yeah. It's more on... Um, Suffering it's, of it's subtle, but it's there. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sophie, she's she's amazing in this. God, I love Ann Baxter yeah. so much. Fantastic performance, Ugh. and just that poor, poor character. Yeah, I mean, she turns up drunk as a skunk because what else was there to do when you've lost your husband and young child? Yeah, I don't blame you. Yep, and then here came Larry. Who was a childhood crush, and mm-hmm. yeah, he was willing to offers you help, yeah, this way out. <laughs> yes, I was right about the whole marriage thing. Yeah, did I think that that was the right thing to do and the wisest choice? Not necessarily. No. I just thought that's what was going to happen. <laughs> did Did you see the the whole thing with Isabel playing out like that? I know, but I should have, honestly. Yeah, probably. I mean, Jesus. Uh, that's that's the worst part of Isabel right there. Is uh-huh, yeah. The fact that she just threw Sophie to the wolves, basically. Yep. 
Absolutely. Those wolves inside of Sophie and just opened those doors up to sending her right back into the gutter. And it led to her murder. <laughs> yep. Funny how those things work sometimes. Yep. Yeah, so much of this could have been prevented with just a little bit of, well, a little bit of self-sacrifice. Uh, and um, not, not to uh, that great of an yeah, extent yeah. as you were referring to, but just that self-sacrifice of there is nothing that I can do for this love of my life. I must let him go. Uh, because that yeah. is a self-sacrifice. Yeah. I want it. Give me. No, I can't have it. Well, and nobody else go. gets it either. No, that is not. Yeah. No, that is fooling yourself into thinking that you're doing self-sacrifice when it's just digging deep. Yeah. This is making me want to read the book. At least try to <laughs> again. Well, I wish you luck. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a bit dry, but... It's more just long-winded the way that Mom writes it. Yeah. It was the, sort of this writing style of the time. Yeah. I'm a more modern literary person. <laughs> but there's a lot in here that is... There's complexities here that... I think the movie does a good job of touching on. Yeah. But there's still... There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, I was I was quite pleased with the adaptation. But, again, I just can't go into the things that the book can. Mm-hmm. It's a different medium, so... Right. And to try to explain some of these things in a way that a movie-going audience would uh, appreciate. Yeah. That's another thing. Still a much better translation than Fountainhead. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was different goals trying to accomplish with that. I, in some ways. There was so much more of a pedestal in, in the Fountainhead. Whereas here, it's more about approaching the human condition in a way we can all relate to. And not just saying, look, there's your god. You, you don't think to, it puts Larry on a pedestal? It does, but not as grandiose of a pedestal. I mean, yes, the music does try to do that a little bit. <laughs> this is my one beef Thank with you, this Alfred movie Newman. is Alfred Newman here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not as glorifying. It's more of a an aspiration more of a just here it is mm-hmm. yeah it's more it's presented in a way to inspire you to be like larry not to grovel at his feet and do yeah. whatever it is that he says it, it, it's more of a that, that's isabel in here is basically the fountainhead aspects that you're not <laughs> supposed to do and that comes across in here yeah it's more of a Here's a story about a good man mm-hmm. and not a, this is the perfect man. You need to be this no matter what, because otherwise you're just shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, here's an example. Maybe yep. you can learn something from, from it. Apply it to your life. Yeah. And when he's talking to the saint in India, like, you know, he talks about the three paths. And mm-hmm. if you truly follow any of those paths, you will realize the paths, all paths are one. It's the same path. Yeah. Yep. Which is another one of those lessons that's been invaluable to my life. And yeah, that is letting good people lesson. follow their own path and meet them where they are mm-hmm. and where you are. And cool. Yeah, and if <laughs> you do things right, you'll end up on that same path. We'll end up in the same place. The right path, not a bad, evil path. 
I didn't like that the cop was calling Sophie's reputation evil, but it's she went down a bad path due to her <laughs> despair and, and yeah, yeah. Whatnot. And it's easy to do that in life. The 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 book. I, I, I hate being one of those guys. Oh, the book's better, but the, <laughs> it, it really like um, like mom made a point towards the end of the book that everybody in the book every character ultimately got what they worked for mm. mm-hmm. and Sophie worked for death that was yeah. where she applied her efforts that line from Larry at the end of ultimately she got what she wanted which was to yeah, be yeah. with yep. Bob and Linda her husband and child yeah. yeah that's true with the possible exception of mom himself oh he got it's... exactly what he was working for what was he working for <laughs> For living the life of an author, running around writing books and hanging out with cool people, yeah, regardless of their position in society, Fair that enough. was <laughs> like he, he got to talk to interesting people and write books and enjoy life and get a little perspective out of it. Yeah, yeah it's true. So <laughs> the way we uh, show different walks of life in here, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And we sort of touch on those societal differences and certain people look down at others and, oh, let's go to this dive bar. I've never been there and it's going to be interesting experience. Let's go spend time among the poor. Yeah. What's that called? A poverty tourism? Yeah. Freaking pulp song. <laughs> yeah. I want to live like common people. Exactly. That was sort of that vibe. Not knowing you'd come across someone who used to be in your circle. I love the William Shatner cover of that. No, I hate that cover. Oh, my God. Uh, See, I feel it has the proper um, emotional gravity to it. The original is just kind of la-di-da-di-da. I want a pop song. Yeah, Yeah. it's a freaking pop song. But he actually gets, like, there's strength to his emotion, despite the fact that he clearly has no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I I see through the bullshit. Sorry. But... It gives you that rage, like, <laughs> okay, that is inherent in those lyrics. I feel rage when I listen to his version <laughs> of the song, but it's a different sort of rage. Fair. But regardless. Yes. Different thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a neighbor, though. <laughs> it's nearby. <laughs> I did really like this. I did too. It's a bit long, and you kind of have to go into it with a vested interest, I feel. Otherwise, you're not yeah. going to... It's kind of like the book in that respect. Mm, I could see that. You, you need, yeah. you need to be in the right headspace to get there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like life. Yep. You get out of it. What, what you put you, in. Yeah. And... Which I still haven't fully... The lessons that, you need but, will yeah. come when they're appropriate. Mm-hmm. There's a... And they'll keep coming until you learn them. And you will always, (laughs) always be looking for yourself. You will find a bit here and there, but it ain't going to be all of it. Nope. And you'll just keep going. Until maybe the end, I don't know. I am far from that, I hope. Hopefully. Well, I don't know about hopefully, but that's besides Again, yes, we shall see. Period. In theory. (laughs) I think you're going to get an invitation to a princess's party on your deathbed. Hey, you don't know my life. Oh, that's true. I might. Princesses are 
A little harder to come by these days than they used to be. Yeah, true. Well, I don't go to the French Riviera all that often. Maybe Meghan Markle will invite me to a party. There you go. She's not a princess. Close enough. The modern version. Anyway. (laughs) You get glimpses into those social circles and you just go, no. 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 Just like in this movie. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Some of it was nice, but then you get the people that go along with it and you're like, no. Nope. (laughs) (sighs) Well, I'm good. Yeah. 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 Thank you for suggesting this. This You're welcome. This has a lot of meat to it that I might be a... I'm glad you enjoyed. Good. Yeah, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Cracker Classics. Check us out on CrackerClassics.com. Subscribe to our Patreon, Patreon slash Cracker Classics. And shoot us an email at CrackerClassics at gmail.com if uh, you feel like it. Or don't like it. Ooh, yeah. Think we should screw off to the French Riviera. I I could do a little hay mail. Any mail. Means someone's... At least paying attention. Someone's listening. <laughs> You're listening to us, right? <laughs> you care enough to hate us. Yay! Okay, at this point in my life, I know no one's listening. But I'm going to keep doing it anyway. Goddamn right. We'll see y'all next week. Bye.